It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Jack Spillane, and we're trying to shine some light this morning. Uh, that was a rather long bumper f- with Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. Uh, Mick, by the way, uh, is 80 years old and uh, about to embark on a new tour, and uh, they just released their first uh, new single in 18 years, I think, so when, when Mick was 62. And the new album is supposed to have a couple of uh, 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 pieces with the late Charlie Watt uh, played so um, look out for that all you um, uh, flower children from the um, 1960s we've been talking about uh, the star store and uh, the addiction crisis in New Bedford this morning um, uh, uh, my blood pressure is going up uh, with my frustration with the local officials uh, who's not, whose fault it is not I, w- I want to make clear that the fault is the University of Massachusetts and not even the University of Massachusetts Dartmouth the University of Massachusetts system headed by none other than President Martin Meehan. But I still think that the local officials have got to figure out how to solve this. And it's been, we're in the third week now. Uh, this semester is blown for the kids that go to, to, to uh, the College of Visual and Performing Arts in downtown New Bedford. They're all out in um, uh, foyers at the Dartmouth campus or at Bed Bath & Beyond on a strip mall on Route 6. Uh, so uh, let's solve this. We have a call on the line. You're next on the air with Jack Spillane. Hey, Jack. How are you doing? Good. So, talking about addiction, I want to tie this into uh, a story I actually just heard with Mayor Adams in, in New York City. He is basically uh, calling for a massive emergency because of uh, the migrants. He, he said it's going to cost across the city uh, $12 billion worth of uh, services that need to be cut. They're being inundated by, by migrants from all over the world, not just uh, Venezuelans, but also Russians. We also have uh, people from uh, West Africa coming into our southern border. And basically, this, this is an eye-opening uh, situation for a democratic city. You know, these, these 
cities that call themselves um, sanctuary cities, and and they want to have the perception of compassion, which I understand. We want to be compassionate to be to those who are fleeing communism, who are fleeing uh, war torn and poverty. But we need to understand that it comes at a cost. And when we allow illegal immigration to inundate our communities, there there is a real cost to the programs that people in, in those cities actually enjoy. And we see this happening in, in like I said, in New York City, it's, it's exasperated because that's the biggest city in, in America, and they have probably the biggest problem. But we see uh, a building consensus from the Republican side and the Democratic side, and, and it's due to the, the, the migration of the migrants into these cities. So I, I, I want to say a couple of things. Um, I agree with you that President Biden has done a poor job on the border. Uh, I probably disagree with you that I think President Trump also did a poor job on the border. I don't think the solution is, even though I am a progressive myself, I don't think the solution is to just open up the borders the way the Democrats have. And I don't think that the solution is to just build a wall, which doesn't work because they just build tunnels under it as they have in California. Uh, I think the solution is to have a better immigration system. We need the labor in this country. We need it from the fish houses. We need it in the farms. We need it in the landscaping. We need it in the drywalling. You name it. We need the labor. Uh, uh, the, the employers want them to come. But the quotas for people from Central America, which is m- where most of them are coming, are very low. That historically has been the result of, I don't know whether it's prejudiced or, or, or they didn't want um, people who were largely uneducated coming. Um, the quotas for Northern Europe are much higher. The same thing was true, and I'm, I'm part Italian, uh, was, was true of um, in the early part of the 20th century. The quotas for Southern Europe and Eastern Europe for Jewish people, for Italians, for Spanish people for Chinese people, we had the Chinese Exclusion Act, were low, while the quotas for Britain, Scandinavia, France were high. So I think we have a situation now where we need the labor, we need to up those quotas, and the Republicans and the Democrats could agree on that and solve the problem. As far as the flow of drugs coming into the country, all the stories that I've read say that the, 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 the flow of drugs are coming in legally. People hide them in cars and in trains right. and, and it, uh, every place uh, actually, else. The, speaking on, on New Bedford, um, New Bedford is probably one of the bigger... Um, drug smuggling ports in America, or I, at least on the East Coast. And I, I've heard that it used to be. Coming, is that still hey, the case? That This is what I'm also hearing. I'm hearing that, you know, they meet out there in, in, uh, in the ocean, and, they, and it comes in under the, on, under the ice and, and uh, you know, of these fishing vessels. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. I, over, I w- overall, uh, Jack, I, I, I was actually pretty shocked to, to hear Mayor Adams say what he said. Uh, it, it was a massive news conference, and it just came out uh, recently where, where he was speaking on it. Well, it's because uh, he's the, a Democrat. Uh, the, it's, it's because he's a Democrat, and he's in right, a blue I, city. Right. No, I completely understand that. Um, but I, I, what it is is almost like a coming to Jesus moment. right? So before he actually had to deal with the problem, it was somebody else's problem. And it, this is a problem on both sides. But before it was his problem, it was somebody else's problem. It was like, oh, yeah, we want to be compassionate. And it was that, that viewpoint of uh, we are the compassionate. We, 
The Republicans used to have this. It was called the compassionate conservative under George W. Bush. They don't have that anymore. They don't care about that anymore. Um, but the, the Democrats have the same problem. They they want to feel like, oh, look, look, we're, we're doing the best we can to help everybody. We can't help everybody. What we can do is help our own and then selectively choose who we help. It is but, still our country. But, so so back, back in when my grandfather came here um, from Portugal, we used to pick and choose who came into this country. We, we looked at their education background. We looked at their skill value. We looked at their, their health, their, their health history. Were they, were they vaccinated? They well, stayed at Ellis Island for months. Call, call and and, and we, we actually, we, we closed uh, down uh, Ellis Island for, uh, for different reasons. Carl, do you know what the term WAP means? It's a slur. WAP. What is it? W-O-P. WAP. Yeah. So and so is a WAP. It's a slur for people who are Italian, uh, uh, you know, um, yep. and we're immigrants, and it meant without papers. So people coming without papers has always been a problem. And, and these people were coming from overseas without papers. And it's no secret that people who came from Portugal often came on green cards, and they overstayed the green cards, and then they were mm-hmm. illegal after they overstayed the green cards. So this has yeah, been a problem the, forever. Our biggest, illegal, our biggest illegal immigrant right now are overstayed visas, not people who cross the southern border. And, and people you know who, who the... Stay, la- who, who, they, they come in legally, and then they overstay. That's our biggest and, and, problem. And I've also read that a significant portion of the undocumented immigrants now are Asians. Asians coming in who stay, who overstay visas or, or yep. whatever. And so I think there is a lot of prejudice wrapped up in this, you know, for uh, people who, who are brown-skinned. I think there is a... Uh, because we need the labor. And unlike a lot of people who are born in America, these are not people who are on the dole because it's hard to get on the dole, you know, when you are uh, an undocumented immigrant. They're working in the seafood houses in New Bedford. They all yeah. have phony green cards or, or other ways of getting those jobs. They have... And I've, I've spoken with, with Chris McCarthy on this. These, these are the, the illegal immigrants that are being used right now are, are used to bust unions... They are used to, to drive down wages of the American worker, right? So you have the, the businesses. They don't want to get – businesses do not want to get rid of illegal immigration as much as they, they, they don't per, per se to uh, because it helps drive down the cost of labor. And the biggest driver of, of the cost of goods in America and the biggest cost of business is wages. And if you can drive down the cost of wages uh, – through illegal immigration, they're going to do it. And that's the carrot that, that they continue to hold in front of these illegals uh, coming over the border. I don't blame them for wanting to flee communism, right? I we see it in Florida, right? In Florida, the, the Cubans there, a lot of them were, quote-unquote, the illegals. But they were, they were made to be legal because we created a policy called wet foot, dry foot, which was eliminated under Obama, where if they, they got in and they were able to put their foot, one foot on dry land, they were now allowed to stay. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not aware that. How come, how come we don't do that for Venezuelans who are few, uh, fleeing communism? We don't do that for uh, Venezuelans. They're fleeing communism just as much as the Cubans were. Well, but we don't allow them into this country the way we did a Cuban. And it was Republicans and, and, and Cubans down there are predominantly Republican, which is because... They were framed to be, well, Democrats are framed to be the socialists, 
right? And, and that's the reason why but, Cubans tend but, to be but, more but, Republican. But in New Bedford, the largest numbers of undocumented immigrants are not from Cuba or Venezuela. They're from yeah. Honduras and El Salvador yeah. and Guatemala. They're Mayans. They're, they're from right. Mexico. That, that's where the people in, 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 in the Dominican Republic, that's where the people in New Bedford are from. So right. that, that, exactly. that's, the, that's the people I'm concerned about. And those people are not fleeing communism. They're fleeing dictatorships and they're fleeing poverty and they're fleeing gangs is, is who they're fleeing. Uh, uh, so, I understand that. I, I completely get that. I understand why they're leaving. But, 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 but we need them. At, we, we, we need the... We need the I mean, I, I agree with you and Chris that there is definitely a movement among employers to drive down wages. But even, you know, even with that, because a lot of the unions, like the Carpenters Union now, are organizing the undocumented workers and making them part of the union. There's, there's no reason why undocumented workers can't be part of the union. So, you know... I think that the union movement. When I, when, when I was part of the union, I had to be an American citizen. If, if the carpenters are yeah, that, those days are gone. Those days are gone. The cop, the carpenters have, 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 have taken the philosophy: if you can't beat them, join them, and have them join us, because if, if, because uh, they realize the that you you're right. The wages are being depressed, and the only way to to, to get around it was to organize. No, absolutely not. You you do not organize uh, illegal immigrants. They you allow that, that's. I have talked that, to the that, carpenters. That absolutely you, I, astonishing. That, that's no different, Jack. That's no different than a, than in a, a business hiring them. I have that's talked. No different. I have talked to the carpenters' union leaders, and they're organizing them. And the reason they're organizing that's them ridiculous. is because that 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 the they realize that all the employers were going to the cheap labor, and all the drywalling and all the roofing was being done by document. Look at New Bedford. So Look at who's they, doing. How would they buy- Woofing in New Bedford. So how, if, if they're illegal, right, how are they em- getting employed if they cannot uh, be employed? How, how, how do they get green cards? How do they get phony Social Security numbers? There's a whole, so what I'm, what I'm saying there's is a Jack, whole system. I'm, we wrote a story at the New Bedford Light a few weeks ago about a guy who was charged with supplying the phony green cards to undocumented workers in New Bedford. So what I'm, what I'm saying, Jack, is how are they employed? How... How with a phony green card, the, with, a pho- with a phony so, social security number. So the union knows that it's phony. Yes. That's, that's yes. Terrible, and that's that's that's. You know, you can you can look be at sued. everybody you knows. Can, can, everybody knows. The employers know. The unions know. The American citizens time, know. I have a Jack. I have a hard time believing that the Carpenters Union is okay with this. I have an absolutely okay, hard check time. Check it out. Check it out. You're a good caller. Thanks for okay. calling. You're next on WBSM with Jack Spillane. Hi, Jack. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Uh, I'm usually a pretty much a conservative-based caller. Not, a, I'm an independent voter, but conservative. But I think that there's something that people need to understand a little bit about immigration to the United States, and it's more geopolitical than it is about whether someone's stealing jobs or on the dole. Because there's probably more uh, more multi generational Americans on the dole than immigrants will be on the dole, uh, because they know they ha- they're either sleeping on a street corner or they got to go work and make some money, right? I think that's the case. Um, yeah, but here's the geopolitical issue: um, civilizations that have failed um, have failed because of a lot of things, uh, but a lo- but main predominance is they've their po- they lost their population, meaning their population. Uh, size did not increase um, it decreased and right now Russia for instance has a massively decreasing population and they're not keeping 
not keeping up. So, you know, you always talk about the pyramid. You need more people at the bottom to support the people at the top and, and to grow the, the country and to grow your civilization. Well, China is going through that right now. They had a, uh, you know, one, uh, the one child policy switched to, uh, you know, it used to be that they preferred the yeah. only had males. And Colin, can you hold on uh, for, the, for the break? Uh, sure. Because if I don't go to this, I'm going to miss the news. Thank you. Sure. Okay, we're back. This is Jack Spillane filling in for Tim Weisberg, and we have one of our, our good regular callers in the line, and we've got a full four minutes to talk about immigration. We're back on, call it. Thanks for waiting. Oh, you there? Okay. Yeah, I guess in a nutshell, what I was talking about was that uh, Russia, China, and a lot of most, a lot of other countries are um, have a decreasing population. The U.S. does as well, um, and with an increasing population. Um, uh, as a base, um, that's how countries thrive and grow. And uh, so I think there's a real positive to so, immigration. I, I, I guess I would say that, you know, unchecked immigration is a different story. But we really need, if we're not growing our own population internally, then we, then we really need to be growing the population extern- from externally. So, um, so Carl, I, I wonder if I can just uh, interject sure. here a minute. I, I, um, I get the economics of you need to have the population growing to have your economy growing. And I get that. I, even though I'm on the progressive side, I consider myself a capitalist. I definitely don't want to be part of a socialist economy, but, but I don't, I guess when people say that you have to grow the population, it seems to me when I was a kid, they were always talking about overpopulation and how we were not going to have enough resources. We were not going to be able to grow enough food. We were not going to be able to have enough room. And I do worry about that. You know, I, I've been to some cities where everything is high rises going up and it's very, very crowded. You know, you, you read about places like Hong Kong and, and even New York City where it's very, very dense. And I just wonder, is there is there no limit? I mean, China has... 1.4 billion people. I mean, is there no limit to how much your population can grow? Yeah, I, you know, it's a, that's a kind of a different, a little bit of a different question. Um, and I, I, it, it is, you know, are you going to run out a run out of resources? Is the quality of life going to go down? Um, nobody wants that. Uh, I think Dalai Lama said your main purpose in life is to be happy, right? Um, so no, I, I, I hear you. I, I think that uh, people tend to gravitate towards work centers which have you know become big cities it wasn't necessarily that way you know 200 years ago um and um no i i hear you i but the other thing about resources or at least food resources or energy resources is um a lot of resources we consolidate under uh you know you can you know you can share heat with multiple people as an example in a small way or the same thing in a home or whatever like geothermal heat, for instance, is the, one of the cheapest heat sources you can get, and we don't use geothermal at all. Um, it's like in the Midwest they use it. You, you know, dig a hole in the ground, you stick the pipes in, and for very low cost, you can heat you know large spaces you know, more, in more than a home. You can heat you know hospitals, et cetera. We don't huh. for some reason we skip over different things and we go, oh, we got to do a, a battery powered cars, for instance, or whatever. And there's other more efficient things to do, or if you take a little bit more time, like fusion energy from from a nuclear fusion, which is coming, um, that can provide you know plenty of energy sources for for generations or millennia. But um, no, I, I hear you. The food food issue is probably the biggest issue. 
Uh, we are definitely fishing out, you know, the oceans in some ways, um, uh, although, yeah. you know, we're, uh, we're able to, yeah. I mean, most of the folks that I know that don't have a whole, big families anymore, that only have one or two kids, it's because it's, it's too expensive. It's too expensive uh, uh, to keep up. Uh, people want a certain quality of life. Uh, it's uh, very expensive to educate children. And so they don't have that many kids, and yet then the, these jobs go wanting. You always, I mean, we have a, a low unemployment rate even in, the, in this struggling economy right now. So you, you wonder, um, do we need, we need these immigrants? No, I, I, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I think we do. Um, I think that there, for whatever reason, uh, there are jobs that are not being done, um, and that that uh, if you, you know, talk to farmers, talk to different people. You know, it's not, they, they can't have the, they're not having the same farm size yeah. or family sizes. So, exactly. No, I, I, I think so. Listen, call um, Adam. Adam Bass is waiting um, patiently for the news. Tell, so by the way, tell him it's not. Tell him it's not vineyard. It's vineyard. It's vineyard, Adam. Adam it's yes, vineyard. I apologize. Okay. I completely. No, you don't have to apologize. It's okay. Let me play the bumper, Adam. All right. Yeah. Mexico is decriminalizing abortion nationwide. The country's Supreme Court issued the ruling yesterday saying the penalization of abortion is unconstitutional since it violates the human rights of women. Laws on abortion were previously left to a state-by-state basis, with 12 of the country's 32 states already voting to decriminalize it. New projections show Hurricane Lee could make it all the way to the East Coast. The hurricane formed over the Atlantic Ocean Tuesday and is expected to strengthen into a Category 4 storm by Saturday, with wind speeds up to 150 miles per hour. Former President Trump says he would be willing to take the witness stand in his own defense if his criminal case goes to trial. Brian Chuck reports. During a radio interview, Trump said he would absolutely look forward to testifying. He added, however, that he believes the cases will get dismissed. The former president has pleaded not guilty in the four cases against him in New York, Georgia, Florida, and Washington, D.C. I'm Brian Shook. Google is requiring election ads to disclose any use of artificial intelligence. The tech giant said Wednesday that the policy update will go into effect in November, a year ahead of the 2024 presidential election. A spokesman said in a statement that the new rule builds on Google's existing efforts to increase transparency by further supporting responsible political advertising. The policy affects ads that contain AI-generated content that depicts real or realistic people or events. And the Internet is linked to cognitive benefits to older people, according to new research. Mark Mayfield with more. A study out last month in the Journal of the American Geriatric Society found that people between 50 and 65 who use the Internet regularly see their chances of developing dementia drop by nearly 9%. People using the Internet for more than two hours a day, however, saw their risk for dementia increase. I'm Mark Mayfield. In sports, the Boston Red Sox were defeated by the Tampa Bay Rays last night. The Sox will head home to Fenway and then play the Baltimore Orioles tomorrow at 7.10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. It is going to be hot and humid today. We were going to see partly sunny skies with highs near 89 and 90 degrees. It's going to feel like it's 95 degrees today. Stay hydrated. Overnight tonight, partly cloudy and humid, 69 degrees. And for tomorrow, a little bit cooler, mostly cloudy, breezy, but still humid, high near 80 degrees. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It's currently 77 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM. 
and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Oh, Johnny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from glen to glen and down the mountainside. The summer's gone. Well, that's uh, John McDermott with his cover of Danny Boy. Uh, uh, that I'll, I'll send that out to my late mother, uh, a favorite of hers uh, uh, and uh, a favorite of mine uh, for all you Irish-American families. Uh, we have a call on the line, so let's go to them right now. You're next in the year with Jack Spillane at WBSM. Jack, yeah, I just want to uh, reiterate on that last caller on illegal a- uh, um, aliens. Yep. Uh, we can't even house what the the ones that are coming in, the majority. We can't even house them. And they he wants more to come in. If you can't, I, I know, I, I know, you know, they they take on jobs that, no one else has because I know people who work in a fish house and trust me those people work hard but you can't even house the ones that are coming in and he says it's I mean if you can house them I mean fine they are good workers but you know you got to put a moratorium on to a certain level and you got to pick and choose like Trump had a good immigration policy whether he built a wall or nothing he had way better than anybody on his on his policy, and unions they won't hire illegals because they got to pay them union wages. As a matter of fact, there was a company around here who hired illegals, and the contract uh, was you know you had to pay union wages. And uh, Maura Healy was the attorney attorney general at the time, and. She busted them, otherwise she fined them for, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars and to pay back charge on those workers. Um, I do agree, you know, you know, it's not like it was back then where, you know, like you said, you're Italian. They, they, the things are, are a little different. They're just pouring in. And by pouring in, you can't house them. And... Um, if you can't house them, they can't work. So how are they going to go to? How are they going to go to work? So um, I agree with some of what you said, Carla, and, and disagree with other parts. Um, I think that I I don't agree that we should house them. I, I think that that is a mistake that Massachusetts made in adopting that housing policy. I'll I'll just give the example of uh, my Irish grandmother from County Mayo. She uh, had an attic where she took in Irish immigrants, women who uh, then worked as maids when they came and she was responsible for them. And one family sponsored another, maybe they sponsored a friend um, and they were responsible for those people for the first year or two until they got jobs. And that's the way I think the housing situation should work. I don't, I don't think that we, I do think we need the undocumented immigrants at higher quotas because there are jobs in the seafood houses. And I'll just say to you, Carla, that I have talked to leaders, elected stewards from the Carpenters Union, and it's been a while, maybe four or five years ago, but they told me point blank that they were organizing the undocumented workers because it was the only way that they could keep the wages high because if they didn't organize them, then 
they were undercutting them by working for cheaper, doing things like roofing and, and drywalling and, and stuff like that. So they were organizing them. You know, whether that's still the case right. and whether other unions are too, I don't know. But I just think that, that the undocumented immigrants is something that the employers wink at, the unions wink at, everybody winks at, you know, but nobody wants to solve the problem because, in my opinion, the political parties like to have the issue, you know, and that, that's just the way it is. Yeah, my parents too were um, were uh, sponsors. They they did it a, a bunch of times. They they we had you know um, uh, people from the Azores, men from the Azores, uh, come down and uh, you know my fam- uh, family friends come down and stayed with us until they got and they had a job. They had a job right away, and they worked until they had enough money to bring their families. That's how it was. Yeah. And my, my parents did that a few a, a few times. A few yeah. times. So, so and, I, I think a, a yeah. person who's left a center like me and maybe someone who's right a center like you, there, there are places that we agree. There, there are areas of agreement, and yet the parties are not solving the problem, and they haven't solved it for 40 years because I think they want to run on it. They want to both appeal to their bases, the far left base and the far right base, and, and I think I, I that's think, a problem. I, and I think I think what it solved was instead of porous border, have them come through a front door, and and vet them by that. And that you know you you have a porous border, you know, and yeah, and the drug cartels are taking advantage. Yeah, the border, guys. the American border yeah. with Mexico is so long; it's it's, it's more than a thousand miles long. They already tried, you know, with the the wall in California, and they just built tunnels under it. Same thing in, in Israel; they built tunnels under it. The, the Palestinians. Uh, I, I just think human ingenuity is going to. Those people are, are living, you know, very distressed lives in Central America, and there is opportunity here. And so, I just think we need to. First of all, I think we need to get more involved in Central American policy the way China does. China is doing, giving, sending all kinds of money to third world countries, Africa, uh, Latin America, to help them develop their economies. And we're saying, oh, no, we, we, don't, we, we don't want to send any money overseas. We just want to be by ourselves. Me- you know? And I think that, 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 that then we wonder why all these countries love China and Russia more than they do us because they're helping them and we're not. And so we need to yeah. get more involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. the thing is with China and Ethiopia, they are building multi factories up there for garments because they 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 went there because it's actually cheaper for them to pay the Ethiopians for the garment factories than their own people. They figure it out. Right, but it doesn't it doesn't it, matter, really matter what the reason is, even if it's for bad reasons or whatever. They're helping them, and we're not, and we need to get involved because of I money. Think. They're helping them because of money. I just said it doesn't matter. If you're helping me, you know, I may not care whether you're a good person or a bad person. You're helping me and I I need that help. And so from their point of view is they're helping us. America doesn't care. So it's in our own interest to help these countries because if we don't, China and Russia will, you know, you know, so it doesn't really matter why they're doing it. It just matters that they're getting their loyalty. And, and, and now, you know, the world is not supporting us because we've turned our back on the world. I don't yeah. think I don't think it, it helps. I mean, it helps those. I mean, it helps them with, uh, you know, um, you know, slave wages. They I mean, they don't treat. I the, mean, they have no wages. They have no wages. You, you, well, you, you will yeah, work for slave yeah. wages when you have no wages. 
You know. um, anyway, I, I, you're a good yeah, caller. I, I think we agree on some things. We disagree on others. But I, I, I just think that this immigration issue is, is complex and uh, more nuanced than we realize. And we cannot, we've always had this isolationism in America. And we cannot continue to say we got two oceans on either side. We don't want to be involved with the, the world is too rapid now. Everything, the transportation, everything, the communication is too quick. We have to be involved. I have to go to a, a commercial break, but uh, you're a good caller and I hope you'll call again. Thanks. <laughs> All right, there's a little bit of the intro to Stairway to Heaven. Uh, I didn't cue that up exactly right, but, but the melody is, is nice in the beginning anyway. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light, sitting in for Tim Weisberg as we finish up the last hour. Tim will be back tomorrow, I believe. And um, uh, I've had a good time chatting with you guys the last three days, and we have a call on the line, so let's go to them, and you're on the air with Jack Spillane. Good morning, Jack. This this Saturday at Madera Field, get the lead out, the Led Zeppelin tribute band, which I've seen like six times, will be at Madera Field. Really? Wow. Yeah, so that was good timing. That was a good lead. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, What, what time is that at? I, I think it's at 7. You can go on the website. Yeah. And, and, An and, extension and, of Madera Field. And you've, you've, heard, the Zycarian. you've yeah. heard this tribute band before? They're good? Six times. They're amazing. Yeah. I, I've seen six different Led Zeppelin tribute bands through the years. I'm 61 years old. And this is the top one. This one, you just close your eyes and you're there. Wow. Wow. I, uh, I, 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 I said I, I saw a Queen tribute band at the, at the Z uh, this summer, yeah. and I was just astonished that this guy's voice was just like Freddie Mercury. And I've actually seen them twice at the Z, the same exact band, get the let out. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking at the T-shirt right now hanging in my bedroom. So, um, but... Back in your first hour, you mentioned about what Washington said, basically about the party system. Yes. About how damaging it would be. And here we are all those years later. And now with media and and technology, it's a constant. And, and I mean this sincerely. I'm not blowing my own horn. I had breakfast last Saturday morning at a North End restaurant with a couple of my friends, one a little younger than me, one a little older than me. And they were used to me calling into every all the shows at least three or four times a week, no matter what I was doing. And they've noticed that in the last year, I'm not, I'm calling about half the time. The reason why I am, I'm sick and tired of people getting on what I call the trash train. Four or five callers in a row or three or four out of five. Instead of trashing the other side, talk about common sense, practical solutions and push it through whatever ideology you're behind. Yes. Instead of constantly attacking people. Yes. That is why really good people don't want to run for office anymore. Yes. Because they yes. know they're going to put themselves and their families through it. Yes. A, a lot of my friends you've don't... you've been around long enough to see that happen. A lot of my friends don't even want to talk politics anymore. It's not because they don't have feelings and it's not because they don't have beliefs about what should be done, but, but they just don't want all this fighting and all this demonizing of the other side. I have seen really good men and women 
run for office, do really good things. People who've been with them for, say, six, eight, ten years, one vote, one issue, and they lose that friendship forever. Yeah. yeah and it's... that is the saddest part of it. it the people it... who have elected officials, they feel that every day. Yes. And, and, and you know, I think that people who are losing friendships and family, part of it is because those people love them. It's just that they have become so brainwashed or so convinced that there's some sort of evil and that everybody is getting swept up in it rather than we just disagree. We just yeah, and, see and it different. Say, well, I saw this on I saw this on Facebook and I saw this on this and, and they can't be lying. But to me, it's about look at the source and then go across. So if it's a liberal view, usually... Go to the conservative side and look for the same story, and somewhere in the middle, you're going to find the truth. That's right. If, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to have a, an exercise in craziness, watch Fox News and MSNBC on the same exact issue some night, and you will just think that they're totally Absolutely. different things. And it's just, and all the big money behind it, and, and that's why less people turn out to vote. Yeah, but they don't care. They're just frustrated because they don't know who to believe yeah. anymore. We got we got to find our ways out, out, out of that, and I think. The, and me and what, my friends sitting there, they told me they were sad not to hear me call in. Because sometimes yeah. I have fun, but I call in many times on on serious subjects with my facts in line to the best of my knowledge. And it doesn't mean I'm perfect. All my sources were perfect, but at least I yeah. tried. I think one of the problems is that there is money to be made in the outrage industry. Especially yeah. some 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 in, in in radio and television, but a lot on the internet. And, 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 yep, and, and so you yep. can just make a lot of money by taking these extreme conspiracy, crazy positions. Because you know people love a conspiracy because issues are so complex; it's hard to explain why is everything going so wrong. Like I I listened in, and I'm friends with Mayor Mitchell. I'm friends with with Senator Martigli before they ever ran for office. And last a couple of weeks ago when the mayor was on with Tim, so I called in and I basically said, at this point, is there a scheduled meeting between Senator Roderick yourself and Martigli or any of the contributing people? And the response was, um, I'm open to it, which is also meant to me a no. Yep. And it should have been happening right away. As soon as it came out, well, they kind of knew different people knew different things and who knew what. But once it was out, all those people, like Attorney Lang, former Mayor Lang, said, let's get everybody in the same place, roll up their sleeves, make a day of it, and let's agree to disagree. At least let's yeah. get something together. Yeah. Otherwise, Boston gets away with what yeah. they want, and Mighty Meehan gets away with what he wants. You have a great call. I'm, I'm not trying to cut you off, Carla, but okay, I got to go you. to this last Bye-bye. commercial break. Just great job. Just a great job. <sighs> Okay, this is Jack Spillane. We got about a minute and a half left, so I got two callers in the line, and you got to go quickly. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. Going back, going back on, on the issue that was discussed before, but I want to address the. the got to go quick. I want to address the position of, of President Biden on the, um, the, the um, Medal of Honor winner. And I, I certainly don't think that his actions were. Were disgraceful or, or an insult. He was backing off the, the stage I saw as, as a way to shine all the light on on the recipient, who was um, was, a, was a couple of years older than me and who, who ended it. You know, 
Christian Bale. 